And I'm like, it's been four days, babes. Yeah. Why would she trust you? Why? (laughs) (laughs) Such a good question. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Pod Girl Summer. We're podding. It's summer. Mm-hmm. What did I hear? Oh, another moniker for the summer. Happy Girl Summer. Healthy Girl Summer. Have I been doing both of those things? Sometimes. Sometimes. Occasionally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I can fit it in. <laughs> but yeah, we're super excited to be back with our second movie of the summer. And, you know, nothing really says summertime like the beach. So oh, yeah. we had to go with a little surfing classic. Today we are doing 2002's Blue Crush. Yes. I had never seen this movie before. Oh, really? I ha- yeah. I hadn't. Wow. Kind of a star-studded cast, the girl from Sleepover being the most <laughs> iconic celebrity in the movie for me, not Kate Not Bosworth. Kate Bosworth. Yeah. Um, or like Michelle Rodriguez, also. Yeah, also iconic. You know, pretty vast career. <laughs> this movie was held together by a thread. <laughs> I'll tell you that right off the bat. Yeah. So this, I used to watch this a lot growing up. Oh, yeah. Did you like it? I did like it, um, like when I would watch it as a kid. And I haven't watched it in years, though, like probably since I was, I don't know, maybe like eight. So I had almost no memory of exactly what was going on? Like I went into it thinking like, I don't really know what the plot of this is. And then it happened and I was like, oh, I do. It's just so simple that my brain was like, well, this can't possibly be it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was okay in the box office, I guess. It was a $25 million budget and they made 55 million. Yeah. Um, This also has a 63% on Rotten Tomatoes, which means it's a fresh tomato rating. I was very surprised by that. And and keep in mind, Uptown Girls mm-hmm. has a 13%. Yeah, I was personally shocked, but we were hypothesizing and saying that maybe some of that might have to do with the women in string bikinis for like 80% of the video, video movie. Yeah. Um, so that might have appealed to some male critics who are usually very critical of any female-led film. Oh, yeah. I think that it's also like they're not quirky individuals. They're very much like, yes, we are surfing. Here are some struggles. Here's the romance component. Like, yeah, beep, beep, beep. Yeah. Not like, oh, I'm really struggling with the death of my parents and understanding how to take care of myself. Mm -hmm. And I have a pet pig and I'm a little goofy. It's a lot of like cool girl energy in this. Totally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll we'll get into it. But before we do, we can throw a couple of fun facts at you. So this I actually had no idea. um, But the seaside beach shack that the girls live in is the same house that Lucy Whitmore lives in, in 51st Dates, which is another movie that I love. So that was pretty cool. Yes. Um, Also for the big final surf scene, it was a pro male surfer who was used and he wore like a wig, shaved his legs, was wearing a bikini. But in the final edit, he was digitally replaced with Kate Bosworth. So like only his feet remain. And I'm like, 
did you have to do that yeah. if you knew you're gonna put her on like mm-hmm. my man's struggling out here it it kind of feels like it defeats the purpose of the film to have used like a male stand-in like they couldn't find a female surfer that could do that yeah i guess i'm not sure about that i would assume uh one of the professional women who's like featured could have probably done it, but I, yeah, I'm not yeah. sure. Or maybe it was like they didn't want to do it because they didn't want to be injured. Mm, so they got fair. like a stunt man. Yeah. I really have no idea. Yeah. They don't even mention this guy's name. No, just I like, know who it is. Pro yeah. surfer. Not that I would know, anyways. I really don't know much about surfing, but the idea of like getting caught under a wave like they do frequently in this film is literally nightmare fuel for me. <laughs> really? Are you a strong swimmer? Yeah, like I'm a, I'm a decent swimmer, but like you you can only do so much when you're in the middle of a wave like that. Like that's just Yeah. I mean Ooh. the sequence where she's underwater and she's carrying this like super heavy rock mm-hmm. and they're like holding on to her and stuff like that sequence I was like damn you do have to like hold your breath for a long time because if you're sucked under a wave you kind of got to wait it out until you can bob your head up yeah like I'm asthmatic that would not be the life that I could lead (laughs) yeah it did make me want to go to far rockaway and try to surf can you surf there yeah wow that's like the one beach that people go and surf at in new york city when I was there last weekend, I saw a couple people surfing. Wow. The waves are pretty nice. It's obviously nothing like this, but... Yeah, I've never been surfing before. I don't think I'd be very good at it. I've never surfed, but I've done... Um, this might not be comparable, but the ones where you are basically on a surfboard and you're standing and you, like, paddle. Like boogie boarding? Is that what it's called? No. I don't know what this thing is called, but, like, you're standing up on the board mm. and you're paddling with a really long paddle. Oh, isn't it called paddle boarding? So it's called? It might be. Yeah. That sounds correct. Yeah. Yeah. And I I was surprised at how balanced I was on that. I didn't Mm -hmm. fall. So I'm like, you know, maybe (laughs) I could hack it, but it looks like a blast. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm sure it's like a hell of an adrenaline rush. Mm -hmm. And our last fact is that this movie was kind of loosely based on an article by Susan Orlean called the Maui Surfer Girls or Surf Girls of Maui, which was first published in 1998 in Woman Outside magazine. So I'm sure there are a lot of female surfers Mm -hmm. who live in Hawaii. Um, I also thought it was very weird that they were like, but we will make the lead of the movie like not Hawaiian, Mm -hmm. even though a big theme of the movie is like, Hawaii, like residents of Hawaii versus the tourists. Mm-hmm. That was duly noted <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah. We'll, like, we'll uh, discuss, but I was like, yeah, of course. But before we do, shall we do some reviews? Let's get into it. Our first review is from TX Swimmer 92 and your review was just really sweet you're talking about how you wanted to listen to all of our episodes, which I appreciate because some from the early aughts. They're rough. Are rough, <laughs> yeah. Um, so we gave you This Equals Love by the script. It's kind of like a power love song, really upbeat. 
And in this montage, I envision you having, um, maybe you're going out for like a run or like a bike ride and you go, you, you bike out and when you get to your destination, you kind of just like breathe this like sigh of relief and maybe you drop your phone or your wallet and someone, a potential love interest in this mm. movie montage, picks it up oh my and they give it to you and you're like, oh my God, thank you. And you kind of just end up spending like the rest of your day with them. Oh and God. then you like bike home or run home and you're like, whoa, I just feel so invigorated, so refreshed. Maybe this equals love. Oh my God. Wow. So our next review is from That's My Drag Name. That's a lovely name. I think it's so fun. Yeah, now I have to think about what my drag name would be. Anyways, but thank you so much for your lovely review. And for you, we decided on the song Perfect Day by Hoku, which... You know, obviously the opening to Legally Blonde doesn't get more iconic than that. Mm -hmm. I am feeling a little inspired by this film and I am going for a little summery montage. I think we see you like get up in the morning, you know, you kind of like you wash your face, you brush your teeth, you do the whole thing and you're packing a little picnic to go to the beach to meet up with all your friends, get all your snacks. Maybe you bring like this really beautiful like fresh summer salad you've got like crackers and stuff you got a little dessert situation maybe some like fresh fruit that you've sliced up Yum. you make like a big batch of like some sort of iced tea or like a like a watermelon mint juice or something just like really fresh and delicious you go down to meet your friends at the beach you lay out like all your towels and stuff everybody you know, sits around chatting, having a great time, you're eating, you're maybe like running in for a dip in the water, maybe you're reading on your towel, sunbathing, whatever, you know, floats your boat. But yeah, just like a lovely little beach day with friends. I love it. Our next one is from N-D-O-N-E Cousins. I don't know how to say it, but you said that we've been with you through a rough two years. And I thought that was like a really sweet thing to say. I really yeah. hope that we can shed a little light on your darker times. Yes, it's an honor. Absolutely. This song was actually like, I feel like a really perfect pick because mm -hmm. um, this is a song that I think about when I'm like down and it is No One by Allie and AJ. It's like an iconic montage in Ice Princess. The mm. music video is also really like relevant. And I guess I kind of picture you, you know, having these tough times, having these things where you really need to like keep your head held high and you're finding your confidence to get through the issues. But you kind of realize as the montage goes on, like you're each day working towards becoming your best self. Maybe mm. you're, you're like read that book you've always want, wanted to read or you finally took that class you always wanted to take. And as you cross off the days on the calendar, we can kind of see you just like getting better each day and realizing like I am the person that I always wanted to be. Like I love myself so much that even though shit can come at me from whatever direction, like 
there's, you know, no one like me and I'm going to get through it. I love that. So our last review is from Rats Livy or Mullet Archives. Uh, thank you so much for leaving your Instagram. We took a little look-see. You seem very cool. Yes, very artsy. And we did see in one of your most recent posts you talking about wanting to kind of like run away to the countryside. So we picked the song Shoot the Moon by Nora Jones. And I do see this montage as like you living your best cottage core fantasy. Ah. So you have this like gorgeous little bungalow, kind of like really secluded all to yourself. Maybe like you live there with a friend or a partner and uh, you wake up early in the morning and you head out into your garden and you pick some fresh strawberries from your strawberry bush as the sun is rising, the birds are chirping. I see what I see you wearing is just like a lot of linen, like a lot of linen. Everything is just like flowy Blowing and comfortable. In the breeze. Exactly. <laughs> and you head inside with your strawberries. And what are you making? It's time to make some fresh homemade jam, which just made my mouth water immediately upon saying it. <laughs> I look over at Christina. Her eyes are wide. Like, <laughs> she's like drooling. I'm like, I don't know how to make jam, but now I need to learn. Um, but yeah, you just, you know, are in your kitchen. Sun is streaming through the windows. So Nora Jones is playing as you have this time to yourself to just make yourself a beautiful homemade jam. I hope you like jam. Uh, otherwise, you're like, this montage sucks. But <laughs> you can substitute it for your your strawberry uh, dish of choice. I love that, though. That sounds so nice. Thank you so much for the reviews. It was nice to get a couple more shout outs done. We're making our way through all of the May ones. So we will be on to mm -hmm. June shortly. And if you would like a shout out in our future episode, all you have to do is leave us a five star written review on Apple Podcasts and we will give you a little montage song. Yes. And before we dive right in, I do just want to say that we recently launched our Patreon. Yeah. And it's really exciting. Our first Patreon exclusive movie is Miss Congeniality, mm -hmm. a really, really requested movie. Um, if you want to hear that movie and also have some other bonus content as a Patreon member, um, you can head over to our Patreon. The link is in bio. And it's only $5 a month to get some extra goodies from yours truly. Yes. And if you join before July 16th, then you will have a chance to send in your picks for next month's Patreon movie. Um, basically how it works is we have everybody send in up to three recommended movies. We compile all of them and pick the most requested films to create a poll for you guys to vote on. So we're super excited. It's really cool to see everybody's picks coming in and where everybody's overlapping and stuff. So mm -hmm. we're very excited to get that poll up soon. Yes. Should we dive into it? Let's dive right in. We open up and honestly, kind of a spooky opening because we just hear like an ocean wave Shh. and this voice being like, I want to be the best surfer. And there's all these like sort of like deep fried neon shots of like yeah. a surfer and it just kind of like fades to black every once in a while. I was like, is my TV broken? Yeah. 
I was like, okay, we're starting off ominous. And then we see this surfer get like sucked under a wave and she like hits her head against the reef. And I'm like, oh my God, that is horrifying. Bro. And that is when our main character, Anne-Marie, a.k.a. Kate Bosworth, wakes up suddenly. It was a nightmare. So she wakes up as the sun is just barely rising and goes for a run along the beach. She works out. She does some, like, pull-ups. She does some sit-ups. Unassisted (laughs) pull-ups. Crazy. I did read that Kate Bosworth put on, like, something like 15 pounds of muscle or something while training for this movie. Oh, my God. Yeah, so she brushes her teeth, and in the mirror we can see, like, written in lipstick a little countdown, and she wipes it out and writes seven days until the pipe masters. Mm-hmm. So we see Anne-Marie climb up this tree to take a look at the waves while she calls JJ, one of her friends, who's sleeping on the beach and asks how the pipe is looking. He's like, oh, it's a double overhead. You got to get down here. I did look it up and apparently a double a double overhead means like the wave is around double the height of the average person. Yeah. That's what that means. And so she quickly rallies her roommates, Leah and Eden, and her younger sister, Penny. They strap their boards on the car, and they head down to the beach. They get to the beach, and they see all the other surfers who have already shown up. Theoretically, they're kind of late, although I think it's like 7 a.m. Yeah, barely. Or something. <laughs> yeah, it's super early. So some guys show up, and they start play fighting with Eden One of them is Drew, and he asks Anne-Marie why he heard that she plans on surfing in the competition. He's like, it's a surfing contest, not a drowning contest. And I'm remembering what I was going to say. The image of her hitting her head on the coral reef is so scary. Yeah. Especially because I, on TikTok, follow someone who is in a wheelchair like they're Um, paralyzed in like something like 80% of their body because they jumped off of a boat and hit their head on a sandbar. Oh my God. And like that caused, I guess, the nerve or something about the spine to like get messed up and like become paralyzed. So really scary stuff. That's why they always say feet first. Yep. Yep. Feet first. Stay safe out there, people. Yes. So she has this encounter with Drew and Eden is like, you know what? Anne-Marie is going to dominate. And Drew's like, all right, Anne-Marie, I want, I'm going to challenge you. And Anne-Marie is like, I dated you, Drew, so I can do anything. And he's like, okay, fine. No matter how big the wave is, I want to see you on it. And Anne-Marie is like, deal. So the girls head down to the shore and they see a bunch of people wiping out. There's this guy who has, like, a bloody eyebrow from, like, hitting the And we read? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that this is real. Like, this Mm -hmm. guy was a real pro server who happened to be surfing. Yeah. And he was shooting something else, and they got the footage coincidentally. Mm -hmm. And then we're like, oh, can we use this? So that's a real injury that he sustained. It looks gnarly. Oh. Mm -hmm. Oh, gives me the shivers. So... Eden is like, hey, how about we start at the sandbar and work our way over to the pipe? So they paddle out. They surf on some of the smaller waves, having a great time when Drew paddles over and he's like, what are you doing over here? 
pipes over there. Like, what happened to all that talk on the beach, Anne-Marie? So she's like, okay. And, like, paddles over with Drew to the pipe. Literally terrifying to me how huge these waves are. (laughs) They're like, okay, Anne-Marie, the next wave is all you. Like, nobody else is going to go on it and get in her way. So she starts paddling up to the wave. She gets, like, right to the tip of it. And then she, you know, has a flashback to her hitting her head on the coral and backs out at the last second. And they're like, what the fuck, Anne-Marie? Like, you gotta go. The next one is yours. <laughs> so another These wave comes. Suck. Yeah, they're so obnoxious. Another wave comes. She paddles up to it. She does actually stand on her board, but like immediately gets pulled under and gets her shit rocked. Like... Oh my god, it's terrifying to me. Yeah. Also, I read that these guys were real um, surfers and yeah, like, locals, residents of Hawaii yeah. who in real life are like enforce the beach etiquette mm-hmm. rules for surfers. Yeah. Um, so it's super interesting. Mm-hmm. But after that, Anne-Marie and Eden and Lena and her sister Penny are like rinsing themselves off at the showers. And I think Eden is like, if you had just committed, like, you would have rode the wave. It's all in your head. After that, Anne-Marie is driving Penny to school, and she asks the girls why the sun rises in the east for her homework. And Eden uses, like, this Superman episode analogy mm-hmm. where she's like, oh, remember, he's, like, turning the earth backwards. Like, it sets because the earth is spinning. Didn't Kate Bosworth play Yes. Um, What's-Her-Face? Lois Lane? Yeah, in, like, Superman Returns or something. Yeah. So they drop off Penny at school, and Anne-Marie is like, no ditching, someone's got to go to college. That's when the principal comes over, and he's like, hello, Anne-Marie, this is the eighth time Penny has been dropped off late, and, you know, if you think surfing is more important than school, then we might have to make other arrangements. And Anne-Marie is like, well, my mom is off with her latest meal ticket in Vegas, so this is the best we can do. And the principal, Mr. Pakui, says that Penny is smart like her sister was. And Eden corrects him and is like, is. Mm-hmm. And then Mr. Pakui is like, you can do better. Honestly, it reminds me, because there is so much uh, Lilo and Stitch um, oh, yeah. talk lately um, about like the mo- the mother figure of the older sister. Did her parents pass away? In Lilo and Stitch? Yeah. Gotcha. So after dropping Penny off, the girls go to like a convenience store to buy breakfast, aka a bunch of candy. Mm-hmm. I don't want to butcher the pronunciation of this, but they basically ask for the resident price. I think it's Kamaina. Basically, like, if you are a local to Hawaii, like, you don't have to pay kind of, like, the tourist prices. It applies to a lot of, like, food and different stuff. Mm -hmm. But the cashier is like, no, like, these aren't groceries. This is candy. (laughs) So eventually they have to gather all their money together. Uh, Lena only has 60 cents to contribute. So they're definitely laying down, like, they're locals. They're also, like, don't have a lot of money. Uh, There's no, like, parental safety net support, so these girls are very much on their own. Yeah. So while Eden is working on the engine of their car at the gas station, Kiala Kennelly drives by, who is, like, a pro surfer, and they're like, oh, yeah, she's living the life. Like, she must be here for the contest. 
And Lena notices that she's with her Billabong sponsor. And she tells Anne-Marie to go and introduce herself. But Anne-Marie says, no way. We see a bunch of, like, girls run up to Kiala to get her autograph, take pictures. And Lena just kind of talks about all of her money, like the magazine covers. She gets to travel the world. She has the Mm -hmm. sponsorships, the PR, the whole shebang. And they're like, Anne-Marie, if you score one good wave at Pipe Masters, that could be you. Like, you're just as good as her. But Anne-Marie doesn't believe in herself. She's like, no way. Like, I'm in a totally different league. Yeah. So the girls go to the hotel where they work. They get there late, scramble to get ready, and then, like, arrive at this morning meeting at the last moment where their boss is telling them that the Pro Bowl guests are arriving today and they're VIPs, so they deserve the highest level of service. Um, And they're, like, NFL players Mm -hmm. who are on vacation. Yeah. Um, we get this amazing montage of Eden and Lena and Anne-Marie cleaning the guests' rooms, like washing windows. They're like joking with each other, laughing, stealing bites from the guests' leftovers. They go into one of the guests' rooms and Eden goes onto her laptop and Lena's like, oh my God, this dress looks amazing. Like I have to try it on. They like try on these dresses. Eden refreshes the page and sees that Anne Marie's profile for the competition is up. Mm. And they look at the profile. It calls Anne Marie a wild card entry who first gained notice when she dominated in the junior NSSA, but she dropped out of the competitive circuit after a near drowning incident. And they're like, ah, why do they have to bring that up? Like, that was three years ago. Yeah, and Eden is just like, yeah, it was a long time ago, and it's over. Like, you're going to go pro and win the competition. And Lena's like, I want to be on the internet when they hear a knock at the fucking door. It is clearly the person staying here, and she's like, is there somebody in here? Lena and Anne-Marie just rush to get changed. Mm -hmm. They're still in these fucking dresses. have to, like, pull them off. Um, They're, like, skin tight. And Anne-Marie finally answers the door, and the woman's like, um, why was the door locked? And she's like, oh, I'm sorry, it gets stuck, but maintenance will come up and look at it. And then the woman sees the room, and she's like, um, what's going on? And the girls are like, oh, we were just picking up the clothes. And she's like, well, I left the clothes on the floor so that you would know that they need to be dry cleaned. What? How would they know? <laughs> yeah. No one's going to know. How would mm. they know? <laughs> and Anne-Marie is like, oh, well, we have dry cleaning bags for that specific purpose. And the woman is like, then why don't you put them in the bags? You know, when you have a job, you can't just say what you want to say. Mm -hmm. So Anne-Marie is like, no problem. Ugh, absolutely infuriating. I know. So the girls, like, roll their cart through the hallway and obviously, like, make fun of this very rude woman. And as they're walking, a bunch of guys just – with no spatial awareness whatsoever. It's like they don't even see these three women just like shove past them as they're laughing and joking. But one of the guys actually says, excuse us. Oh my God. The bar is in hell. It is truly in hell. Like, wow. He has common decency to recognize that I'm a person uh, in this space. (laughs) And he makes a little eye contact with Anne Marie. And she's like, Ooh, after work, Anne-Marie, Eden, and Lena go surfing again. They are really training out here. Mm -hmm. 
Afterwards, they head inside and Eden opens up this fridge and she's like, hey, Anne-Marie, the beer is gone. And Anne-Marie immediately suspects Penny. She looks for Penny and notices a bowl on Penny's bed. And she's like, a fucking pain in my royal ass. I think it's like she has like a little homemade like bong made out of an orange or something. Yeah, like like a piece of fruit. Yeah. Typically, one would use an apple, Mm -hmm. but I don't know if it was an apple. Yeah, yeah. Anne-Marie drives herself to the party that Penny is at. There's like a half pipe. Somebody's like skating. Yeah. It's a very elaborate party. And Mm -hmm. um, Anne-Marie makes her way through the crowd, finds Penny sitting on a couch with like a bunch of dudes who are older than her for sure. And I think Drew is there too, right? Drew is there. Because Penny's 14, so she's very much Mm -hmm. a child. So Anne-Marie is like, get up, we're going. Penny refuses. They actually get into like a whole physical altercation where they're fighting each other. And Penny is really coming for Anne-Marie. She calls her a bitch. She's like, why wouldn't you just leave me alone? You're so embarrassing. You're the reason that our mom left because you screwed up all the time. Yeah, she's really going in on her. Yeah. And Anne-Marie is like, fine, and just leaves the party. And later on, as she lies in bed, we see Penny come home and just, you know, flop down on her bed. The next day at work, the girls talk about Penny and Eden is like, you should just send her to military school. And Lena calls them hypocrites because they partied at her age. And Anne-Marie is like, no, we didn't. Penny's only 14. And Lena's like, yeah, we were 12. (laughs) Then they head into a room of one of the NFL players. It is fucking disgusting. Disgusting. Oh, my God. There is vomit on the ground. The bathroom is covered in vomit. And um, they talk about, like, how nasty the football players are when Lena gets a used condom stuck to her shoe. Nasty. And Anne-Marie has to put on a glove and, like, peel it off. And Anne-Marie is like, all right, I've had it. So she actually takes the condom and, like, a bin down to the beach and is like, Who's in 215? I'm looking for who's in 215. And she finally finds the guy whose room it is. What is this actor's name? He's like so f- famous. Faison Love. Yes, yes. Yeah. He plays uh, the football player and he's like, oh, that's me. I must have won something. And, you know, scurries over. And she presents him with the condom, wraps it in toilet paper, and shows him how to throw it in the bin. Absolutely embarrassing. Yeah, also very bold as a staff member to do that. Definitely. Also, that guy that said hello or said excuse me to Anne-Marie is watching this whole thing go down. He's very impressed with her. Mm -hmm. And what happens next? Oh, of course, the girl's boss finds out. Mm -hmm. Clearly. Yeah. And she's like, they're VIPs. They pay the highest rate. Like, they don't get to be scolded by a housekeeper on their vacation. And she fires Anne-Marie. And Anne-Marie is like, no, like, please don't, like, put me on probation. She's like, you're not on probation. Like, you're fired. And then the other girls quit in solidarity. And Anne-Marie is like, you're you're just going to fire all three of us? And she's like, no, those two quit. (laughs) And so Anne-Marie is like, we have to make rent. Like, please do not quit. 
Later on, Anne-Marie is running underwater, holding like a boulder while the girls hold on to her shoulders. It's like a very cool scene, I thought. Mm-hmm. And then she drops the boulder and goes to the surface. Um, she's like clearly practicing her breath work for the surfing competition. And what does she see? Penny with those guys. And Anne-Marie is like, she's just out here for attention. Like she's not even catching waves. What does she see in those guys? They're all burnouts. Lena says it's the same thing Anne-Marie saw in them. Hot body and a nice cutback. And then Anne-Marie goes out to surf a wave. But Drew, who is just like a little booger this whole movie, won't get out of her way and knocks her off her board. So she wipes out, you know, Drew wipes out too, and Anne-Marie's board breaks. So in case you weren't aware, surfboards cost like usually $600. What? Mm-hmm. Okay, I won't get into surfing. <laughs> it says that's, that's, that's the average price. It depends on the quality. Like you can get them for as cheap as $250. But you could also get them for like 1000 and beyond. Oh my God. So they're expensive, but... It's it's only mentioned maybe twice in the movie, but Eden makes surfboards. Yeah. Like she's in their shack making all these surfboards. She mentions later on like, yeah, surfboards by Eden. But it's only mentioned like so briefly, you might miss it. Yeah. Which is kind of like my issue with this movie is that they throw in so many things that I think are, like, interesting and could have potential, but they don't follow through with any of them. No, no. The thing that they focus on is, like, Anne-Marie looking hot and, like, getting involved with her love interest. Yeah. There are so many interesting things, too, with Eden's character Mm -hmm. that I would love to have been explored more. I thought she was a really interesting character. Lena was also cool. She was funny, but there really weren't any like no. personality traits thrown in. Yeah. I wanted to see Eden surf. I was kind of hoping in the end she would actually, Anne-Marie would be like, you know what? I actually don't want to surf and Eden takes her mm. spot or something. I thought that would have been way more interesting. That would have been cool. But no, instead <laughs> we have this. <laughs> so Anne-Marie's board is, you know, snapped into, she heads up the beach with her broken pieces. When the guy from the hotel, his name is Matt sees her and he's like oh my god what a coincidence i ran into you jk i literally asked around to find you and was informed that you would be here Mm -hmm. and he apologizes for his friend leslie's behavior that's when this guy ben one of Anne marie's friends walks up and recognizes matt as like you know a pro quarterback which i feel like he's too lean to be a quarterback. Yeah, I guess I'm not sure. I mean, the quarterback is more of a runner and a thrower. That's true. But yeah, yeah I'm not sure. I, I was also just like, this man's like a professional football player. Like he's making like money. Millions of doll hairs. Mm-hmm. So this guy, Ben, also then makes fun of uh, Matt's shoes. And they are ugly. So warranted. And... <laughs> Matt asks Anne-Marie if she's ever taught surfing because he wants to learn. And she says it's not easy. You can get hurt. He's like, oh, I can handle myself. Classic dude. And she's like, yeah, these waves out there, they aren't gentle. Uh, I can get my friend Rick to set you up with a sponge board and some baby waves. So 
he walks away because clearly she's not having it. Also, this whole time, um, she's just barely even looking at him. She has her back turned to him actually most of the time because she's like taking off her bikini top underneath her like tank top and he's just you know mesmerized by her and she barely even notices that he's alive and so he leaves the girls come up and ask what that was about and she's like oh i don't know he wanted lessons or something and they're like hello he wanted lessons like we're broke why would you not do that so they're like all right let's tail the guy (laughs) they follow him in their car and yell out and they're like how much are you willing to pay? Literally like going side to side with his car on the opposite mm-hmm. side of the road mm-hmm. and almost get hit like multiple times. And he's like, well, what's the going rate? And they're like 20 an hour. And he's like, he looks surprised. Mm-hmm. And so Anne-Marie's like, oh, 15, 15. And they're like 15. And Matt's like, well, the hotel charges 150. So I'll pay that. <laughs> and they're like, Oh, my yeah. God. They're like, just for surfing, right? Like, nothing else? And he's like, yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. So, Anne-Marie, you know, we fast forward. Anne-Marie drives the crew to the surfing lesson. And she's like, Penny, relax. It's just one afternoon. You'll have time to get pregnant and go on welfare. And one of the girls is like, let's play rip off the tourist. And Eden says that anyone who pays $1,000 a night for a room is begging to be ripped off. And um, I'd agree. Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> so they roll up to the parking lot and they see the crew. It's Matt and the two guys from the football team, including Leslie, mm. who's wearing a sarong. Yeah. He's like fully decked out. And Penny is already embarrassed. She's like, just let me out here. So... They walk up to the guys, introduce themselves, and Anne-Marie also introduces Penny, of course. And Leslie's like, oh, hey, what's up? Like, are you, you know, your little surfer girl? Some shit like that. Yeah. And Penny's like, are you going to surf in that? And he's like, no, I'm going to surf in my da-dun-da-duns. And takes off his sarong to reveal a Speedo. And Penny's like, oh, my God, you're wearing nut huggers. And he's like, no, they're more like nut containers. And it's just such a weird thing to include, in my opinion. Yeah. I was like, why are we going this far? Like, this is like a 14-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. I just think it's like a weird thing to include. Yeah. it's Because <laughs> it's not like, wow, this was so funny. We must keep this in here. It was just kind of weird. I also just personally not a fan of Speedos. I'm not a Speedo gal. (laughs) They're definitely more popular in Europe. Yeah. But I do think like a lean, tall, skinny guys does look good in a Speedo. Would you ever go to a nude beach or would that be like uncomfortable? It's not necessarily like uncomfortable. I just have no desire to go to a nude beach. Mm-hmm. Also, just the I well, first of all, I don't like the beach in general. Oh yeah, so going to a beach at all is like already a bad time for me. So <laughs> the idea of also being nude and just like more opportunities for sand to get places mm. where I don't want it is like doubly off-putting. <laughs> I've never been to a full nude beach, but I have gone. Actually, I'm not sure. I don't think I have. Oh, no, 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 yeah. But I went to a beach where, like, you could have your 
top off in Spain. And so at first I was like, I don't know if I want to do that. But then I took my top off, forgot to put sunscreen on my boobs and got a boob, a boob uh, exclusive sunburn. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't but, it um, Shailene Woodley or something who did an interview years ago about how she would go into her backyard and like sun her vagina? Just like, you know, legs up to the sun to get, you know, some vitamin D on there. Do you remember that? <laughs> I, I'm i pretty sure she's like a like environmentalist. Like she's mm-hmm. really passionate about environmental things. So I wouldn't be surprised if she did some wacky shit like that. Yeah. I don't even know if that – the efficacy of that. Like – I guess it like never sees the sun. So if you want to get some sun on it. I guess. Well, like, it's, like, if you put, like, drugs up your butthole, like, it's really potent. So I'm wondering if, like, Mm. that is actually a relevant way to get vitamin D or if that's just a stupid thing that someone thinks works and it doesn't. Yeah. Attention podcast listeners and YouTube watchers. I'm Logan, the host of Mostly Superheroes, a weekly pursuit for the world's best stories with an emphasis on live-action superhero stuff. Every week, join me, PC Mike, The Giggler, Scotty Scoop, and Carrie as we talk MCU, DCU, books, TV, movies, and more. MostlySuperheroes.com is where you want to be. Watch us on YouTube, listen where you get your podcasts, and we'll see you Monday, Sunday on Patreon. Enjoy the rest of the show. So we then get this montage of, you know... The guy's learning how to surf. We see, meanwhile, everybody else in the water surfing, doing tricks. We see this, like, surfing dog, which is very cool. Uh, I loved that. Oh, yeah. Made me think of that dog. Have you seen that dog on TikTok that, like, skateboards? No. Oh, it's like a – it's a bulldog. Oh. Yeah, great, great skater. But everybody's in the water having a grand old time, laughing it up. Leslie is able to catch a wave. He's very excited. We also see Matt doing very well. Anne-Marie is working with him Mm -hmm. very closely. There's a lot of flirty flirt flirt going on. And he tells Anne-Marie that he wants to catch a big one. I want to catch a big one, Mommy. Please, can I get a big wave? So they (laughs) paddle out to, you know, the deeper waters Matt is trying to catch a wave, but he can't really paddle enough. So they try to wait for another wave, but the sun is setting. Everybody else decides to leave. Mm -hmm. And Matt is like, no, I'm not leaving until I catch a wave. Finally, one comes. She tells him to turn his board around and paddle. He paddles his little heart out (sighs) and manages to surf this wave. So clearly, Anne-Marie is an amazing teacher. Yeah. And uh, the sparks are flying. Back at the hotel, Anne-Marie drops Matt off and he's like, oh, do you want to come up for a drink? And she's like, you know, I'd love to, but I kind of need to get back to my side of the island. Matt really doesn't understand. And she's like, I'm a training, like, and he remembers the pipe masters And he's like, well, I've only got 40 in cash, but if you want to come up to my room, like, I'll give you the rest. And this, I was like, you knew you had to pay her. Mm -hmm. Why didn't you bring all the money? Yes. Yes. Why didn't you bring the cash? Like, what? why would you not do that? Yeah. So she's like, 
I don't know, you see those guys out there, like if they see me go up to your room, half the island is going to have us sleeping together by tomorrow. He's like, okay, in that case, just wait here. You know, I'll go up and get the money and come back down. And she like kind of takes a second. She's like, uh, okay, like I'll go up. And she's like, all right, you go up the elevator. I'm going to go up the back stairs. I, the whole time with Matt, I'm just like waiting for the shoe to drop. Right. When's he going to like fuck her over or. Yeah, the gag is there's not enough tension in this plot for that. No, not at all. And I think it's just because I have such a distrust for his face. Uh, given Warner Huntington the third, of course, that I'm like, you're not a good guy. You can't be the good guy. But nothing ever really comes of it. There's like one tiny little thing that she gets pissed at him at, and then it's immediately mm-hmm. resolved, and we never talk about it again. So yeah, <laughs> Matt goes up to his room, scurries to tidy everything up while Anne Marie comes up the back way. And he looks through the peephole and sees her standing there. Face just so close, so close to the peephole. That fish eye is like, yeah, whoa, whoa. not doing good <laughs> for anyone. So she actually decides to chicken out and walk away. So he like opens the door very abruptly to catch her. And she's like, oh, yeah, I just wasn't sure if this was the right room. Tee hee hee. So <laughs> she goes inside. She uses his restroom you know, freshen up, washes her face, uh, smells her pits and decides to spritz herself with his cologne. When she comes out, Matt is looking through his closet for the money that he hid. And she's like, oh, what, you had it from the maid? I'm like, don't you have a safe in this hotel? But anyways. Yeah, what the fuck? (laughs) He's like, yeah, right. Counts the bills and gives her a thousand doll hairs. Because he's here for the week and he wants a lesson every day. So she's like, what are you trying to buy me? Like, I'm confused. And he's like, no, I just don't want to lose you. And then they immediately start making out. And I was like, what? I'm like, so he kind of did though, right? Like, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe not. He didn't. It seems very consensual. Yes. But course. it also is very much like, here's the money. And she's like, whoa. <laughs> Golly gee, I guess I'll give you a kiss. Like, who writes this shit? At least have her leave this time, and then the next time they meet, they have more chemistry. Yeah. And then maybe they, like, make out or whatever, but it's, like... It's so... It's too uh, quick. Where's the build? It just is so unsatisfying. Just be like, oh, and now we're making out. And I was like... All right. At least show a convo between them, like, anything. But they're making out... And he, like, starts taking off her string bikini top. And then he's like, oh, can I ask you a question? She says, yeah. And he's like, are you wearing my cologne? She's like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So as they're making out, the phone starts ringing. He picks it up and he's like, oh, hey, sweetheart. Are you feeling better? And Anne-Marie goes, fuck me. She tries to leave, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, no, no, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I'll call you back. I'll call you back. I love you, and hangs up, and Anne-Marie is like, uh, okay, so I see now why they have the no fraternization rule, because, you know, if management gets a call from a wife wondering why a maid is in her husband's room at 2 a.m., and he's like, 
oh, no, 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 that's not my wife. That was my niece. <laughs> Immediately, like, resolved. Resolved. Done. So I'm like, why even put it in there? What's the point? Great question. Great question. Because, like, believe me, I hate the miscommunication trope, like, more than anyone. I think it's just kind of lazy. Tired. Come up with something new. But at least if they actually followed through on the miscommunication trope, we would have some sort of tension or conflict here. But there is none. Yeah. So he then, you know, shows her a photo of his niece. And she's like, wow, that's so sweet. I should probably go. It's getting late. So that makes me believe that the only reason that they put this in here was to show some sort of, like, positive traits about him like oh he cares about his niece and calls her yeah he's like, so you, thoughtful you could have achieved that in other ways but alas he asks if they're still on for the surf lesson tomorrow and she says definitely mm. and marie goes home and when she gets back the girls are like i thought you were just giving him lessons hmm? mm. and Anne marie's pissed that they didn't um have penny do her homework and penny's like you weren't here to help me i'm like and the girls kind of like make fun of Anne-Marie for working it out there and ask her for the deeds. And she's like, we just kissed for like two seconds. It wasn't a big deal. And immediately hands them 1000 doll hairs. Yeah. She's like, this should pay rent. Eden is like, what? What? And Penny's like, wow, you must be a really good kisser or must know how to do something else really good. Mm. And I'm like, Dear Lord. So cut, just cut. We just fucking cut that scene and we go to the kitchen where Anne-Marie is making a sandwich with like, for some reason, (laughs) this scene made me laugh so hard because she and Eden are having like a serious conversation, but she's like making the sandwich and they cut every time. She's like, mayonnaise. (laughs) Cut back to Anne-Marie talking to Eden. Bologna. (laughs) Cut back to Anne-Marie talking to Eden. And Eden is like, hey, I hate to be a buzzkill, but the contest is in a week. You know, now isn't the time for... And Anne-Marie is like, I know, but I promised him another lesson. Like, I can't blow him off. He already paid. Eden is like, exactly. He already paid. Let's get out. I'm a scammer. (laughs) Yeah. Scammer. Uh, Eden is like, listen, I planned on renting a jet ski tomorrow for your training, We can, like, go out, get some really big waves. And Anne-Marie is like, yeah, I'll get there as soon as I can. So the next morning, Mm -hmm. Anne-Marie drives Matt to a spot that the hotel doesn't tell tourists about. So it's a very secluded local beach. They arrive, and he's like, oh, I've been dreaming about surfing all night. So they catch some waves You know, they do this cute thing where she's, like, jumping from her board onto his board. It's very flirty, flirty. And after this little surf lesson, they're just kind of floating on their boards in the water. And she asks, how many sisters do you have? And he has five of them. What the fuck? He is from the Midwest. Yeah, I think he is. They say where he's from at some point. Like, I think he's from Minnesota or something. Yeah, I I think you're right. Yeah, she is like, oh, so that's why you're not intimidated by women. And he laughs and says that he is actually scared shitless of women because his sisters would beat the crap out of him on a regular basis. Mm. And he kind of shows her how he can't extend his finger because his sister broke it when he was eight for not leaving her room. But because of this broken finger, 
it affects the way that he throws a football and it gives it like this little zip, a little edge to it. I'm like, they did not know anyone who knew a lick about football. Yeah, I'm like, that sounds fake. <laughs> Just yeah. <sounds> <laughs> So that's when they notice Drew and his friends all show up to the beach. So Anne-Marie says that they have to go because it's going to get it's gonna get bad. Mm-hmm. Once they get to the shore, the guys immediately start harping on Matt and say that this is a local spot. It's off limits to tourists, um, which I think is very fair. And I, I've definitely been seeing a lot of TikToks about people from Hawaii who are literally begging tourists not to come. To Hawaii because oh, yeah. it's destroying their infrastructure and also like with COVID, a lot of tourists brought COVID to the island when there was none. So if you're planning a trip to Hawaii, I recommend maybe reconsidering and doing some research about the impact that it's having on the local communities. Yeah. If anyone listens who is like a local mm-hmm. in Hawaii, we would love to hear your thoughts hit us up, let us know, and we can like mention that in the next episode. I also have a friend who grew up in Hawaii and I literally did not ask her about like, like anything before recording this, which I feel like was, um, I could have, and it would have been really helpful. But yeah, I, I know that there's also a big issue with like land being taken by people who like visit Hawaii and they're like, I want to live here now Mm -hmm. and buy it because so much of the land was passed down through like inheritance and there isn't a formal document that's like this land is ours but they've been like farming it and using it and like working on it and then people like Mark Zuckerberg will get a gigantic huge 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 thing of land and now it's like legal it's written on paper and it totally takes over land that people have been using for years who are local and native and it's really awful. Yeah, I was reading the other day about this woman who, like, went and bought, like, a huge, uh, like, I don't know if it was necessarily, like, a big piece of land, but definitely, like, a building for sure, and is marketing it as, like, a wedding venue, but not, like, all the touristy ones, like, it's a more secluded, like, unknown, like, local wedding spot, and this is, you know, a woman from some other state in the U.S., uh, who is kind of like capitalizing on being like, oh, this isn't this isn't just a touristy spot. It's like, but you're a tourist. Like you, yeah. This is not your land that you're coming in and claiming, and especially claiming to be more like traditional to Hawaii when you're not from there. It's super fucked up. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely recommend looking into it. So, back to this movie. These characters <laughs> are very rightfully upset that a tourist yeah. has kind of you know infiltrated one of their local spots. And Anne-Marie tells them to back off. She says, it's my fault. I'm the one who brought him here. We'll be out of here in five seconds. And Drew tells her that she knows that she should, like, not to bring him here. And Matt just kind of tells him to relax. And things get really heated. Drew ends up shoving Matt. And when Anne-Marie tries to push Drew away, Drew then shoves her and kind of this Matt's physical like absolutely not yeah this yeah. physical altercation starts happening and matt tells him not to touch her and ends up punching drew in the face so then all the guys start fighting matt one of them i think steals his wallet or something and Anne marie eventually pulls them apart and just tells matt to get in the car and they drive off mm-hmm. 
what's Eden doing? Oh, yeah, she's just waiting Mm -hmm. on her jet ski or on the dock, rather, for Anne-Marie, who has clearly forgot about this whole thing. And, like, I'm sure jet skis aren't cheap to rent. Yeah, for them who are, like, struggling to make rent, Mm -hmm. kind of like a rude thing to do. Yeah. Eden calls Anne-Marie later on at Matt's hotel room, and she's like, what the fuck? Like, I rented a jet ski. Like, you missed training. And she's like, listen, I said sorry like a million times. Like, what else do you want? And Eden hangs up. And Lena's like, what did she say? And Eden is just like, Anne-Marie is messing up. Yeah. So Anne-Marie is like, got to relax from that, you know, (laughs) difficult encounter. So what does she do? Joins Matt in the private hot tub uh, in the back of like, I don't know what I'm saying. (laughs) Anne-Marie, fuck. Anne-Marie goes to join Matt in his private hot tub. um, And he's like, well, I can see why tourists never leave the hotel after that run-in. And she's like, you know, that's not real Hawaii. They're just very protective of their land and the waves. And I do think when she says this, she kind of like brushes it off. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this is like a bigger theme. Yeah. That they could have incorporated more thoughtfully. Mm -hmm. But... Yeah, I don't Whatever. I don't love the way she just kind of downplays it like, "Oh, that's not real Hawaii." And I'm like, "Yeah. You're not Hawaiian though." Like, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, and Marie Chadwick, yeah. Mm-hmm. And these guys are like probably Hawaiian like mm-hmm. native to, yeah. Yeah. So it's just like mad sus. Mm-hmm. And Matt goes, "And they're women." Ugh. And I'm Fuck like, off. "Again, minimizing what's actually happening in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And he pulls Anne-Marie into the water and he's like, I'm glad you're here. And they make out. So in the morning, Matt wakes up at the crack of dawn and tells Anne-Marie to sleep in while he goes to practice. And I'm like, what practice? Like you're on fake. What's going on? What practice? I don't know. I guess they like have a, like, they're just like a pickup game. I really don't fucking know what's happening. Yeah, I don't know why they're there. I don't know, like, are they there for a game? What's going on? I assume not because they have all this downtime. It's definitely the off season. Yeah. But I don't know why they would have just one practice in Hawaii. Yeah, It would make more sense if he was like, I'm going to the gym. You sleep in. But anyways, Anne-Marie then realizes what time it is. So she calls the house to ask Lena, you know, can you please take Penny to school? And Lena's like, yeah, are you in his room? Oh, my God. Tell me what happened. And Anne-Marie says she'll tell her everything later. So she goes back to sleep and eventually wakes up once the sun has fully risen to a note from Matt telling her to spend as much as she can at the hotel because they obviously need cash so they can give the maids a raise. This this is like the corniest note. He's like, mm-hmm. your mission, spend as much as you can on the thing. And I'm like, is he saying this because like he's paying or is it like the NFL that's paying for this vacation? And so mm-hmm. he's just like, yeah, you know, go off. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. It's just fucking annoying. <laughs> I just. He's like so superficially kind. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. he's, don't get me wrong, he's like a kind man, but he, I feel like has no grasp of like anything that's going on around him. Yeah. Like all the things that he's doing are like, you know, it's nice and, you know, he seems like a decent guy, but I'm just not feeling like 
the way that a, a respectful king like Raymond the lifeguard makes me feel, you know, where you can feel their yeah. kindness and care towards other people in a very genuine way. It mm-hmm. just isn't coming across as genuine. Yeah. He's like, oh, I care about my niece. Never asks about Penny. Mm-mm. Doesn't really show an interest in like Eden making her boards or like, I don't know. I feel like there's just a weird disconnect between yeah. him and reality. <laughs> yeah. So Anne-Marie decides to accept this mission that he has left for her. And she orders room service and goes to take a shower. Yeah, go off. Later on, Anne-Marie is eating breakfast, and Lena and Eden come in, obviously, as room service, to clean the suite. And Lena jokes with Anne-Marie, and she's like, oh, I guess that glass slipper fit. And Anne-Marie is like, yeah, I even went in the pool. And she's like, there's blueberry waffles outside. Lena goes to eat the leftovers, and Anne-Marie walks over to Eden, who's changing the sheets, and she starts helping her. Eden is obviously mad, and she's like, mm-hmm. why are you helping me? And Anne-Marie is like, please don't be mad at me. And she tells her that some guy came along who she thinks looks hot in a bikini, and she forgets all about the competition. Anne-Marie is like, listen, that's not fair, and you know it. And Lena sees that she ordered champagne, and she calls her <laughs> cheesy. Yeah. Um, Lena's just breaking the tension every mm-hmm. second. And Eden it tells Anne-Marie that she knows she kicks ass out there. And she worked very hard to get to where she is. The pipe is in three days. Like, every single sponsor is going to be there. And Anne-Marie, it's weird. I don't know why she says this. She tells Anne-Marie it's just her and one other girl out there. People would kill. Oh, yeah. It is because, like, in each round. Oh, in the heat. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. And she's just like, people would kill to be in your shoes. Anne-Marie tells her she's got it. You know, the contest comes first. Nothing changes that. And I'm like, you haven't practiced today. Mm-hmm. And you've yet to do like uh, surf in a double overhead. Like you're still afraid of that. Like mm-hmm. there are some clear holes in your plan, girl. I feel like I would have, because I found myself the whole movie, like actually not believing that Anne-Marie could do it. Same. Yes. I didn't get that. They don't show her ever really coming close to being able to do it. Yeah. So, like, even if we saw, like, some sort of flashback of her, like, surfing and, like, actually being able to do it, then I'll be like, okay, she does have the skill, but we never see her even coming close until the very end. And even then, it's, like, pretty touch and go. So... I just wish they would have given us a little more faith in her because I had none in her. (laughs) I was like, you're totally right. Like, she doesn't seem prepared. Mm -hmm. That's just what I thought the whole time. Yeah. So Eden and Anne-Marie end up taking the jet ski out to catch some waves. She is doing, like, pretty good at first. She's catching a couple waves here and there, but she does get sucked under, like, a huge wave. So Eden races over to try and get her from – you know, out from under the water and Anne-Marie climbs onto the back of the jet ski, but another wave comes and they both are getting pulled under. So they have to bail from the jet ski and just kind of like work with the wave here. Eventually uh, they swim over to the jet ski and 
And Maria's like, Eden, like, where were you? And she's like, I was right behind you, but I couldn't get in without getting crushed. And they kind of get into this whole fight. And um, Anne-Marie wants to go back to the shore. But Eden is like, can't you just rest for a minute and go out again? Yeah. And there's a board that she can rest on, Mm -hmm. like, attached to the back of the jet ski. Mm -hmm. It's not like she has to go in right away. Yeah. They just started practicing. Mm-hmm. Is she supposed to ride this wave like in two days? So Anne-Marie is like, I almost died. And Eden tells her to stop being such a Barbie. And if she can't handle this, there's no way she's going to be ready for the Pipe Masters. Eden might be right. I think so. And so Anne-Marie tells Eden, you know, if you're so ballsy, why don't you do the competition? And Eden says, I can't. I wasn't invited. Which, again, I thought was interesting. Like, I would have loved to kind of go into maybe, like, the competition Mm -hmm. between these two girls. Because they've clearly been competing together their whole lives. Like, Eden, I think, would love to, like, have a pro career. Yeah. But clearly it's just, like, not given that opportunity. So I wish Mm -hmm. they would, like, really get into it. But they just drop it. They don't really expand on that but yeah eden was probably the most interesting character mm-hmm. for me in the movie yeah. yeah she's like clearly super smart she's the one who's helping penny with her homework mm-hmm. she's the one who stood up to mr pakui yeah um she's the one who keeps motivating Anne marie i'm like eden is doing all the fucking work yeah and it really like made me think of the trope of the like um token black friend who is like Oh, I'm like the sidekick to the white guy protagonist and like helping them. And like I'm the one propping them up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. This was what this felt like to me. Yeah, definitely. And uh, Anne-Marie catches an attitude and she's like, well, why don't you get your own life and stop living through mine? Get your own dreams. Yeah. And swims off. And so Eden actually follows her on the jet ski, which I'm glad that she doesn't just let her get away with that. And she's like, oh, yeah, running away, just like your mom. Are you going to go and ditch Penny when things get tough, too? And Anne-Marie tells Eden that she quits. And Eden says, you're not a quitter. You're just scared. So what does Anne-Marie do? She shows up to Matt's room, a guy who she met I don't know, three days ago, yep. and starts crying in his arms, and he hugs her. The thinnest, but just like a, the thinnest fucking plot, hanging on by a thread. Mm-hmm. Eden gets home to Lena and Penny playing a surfing video game that has actually five pixels in it. <laughs> then we cut back to, I'm assuming the next day, because like I think the sun set in the last yeah. scene, and... Anne Marie and Matt are getting a couple's massage at the hotel. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, you quit. Like, you, like, were like, I'm done. Yeah. So the next night, Anne Marie is at home putting on this very fancy, like, black dress. It's like super low cut and tight. And it was a gift from Matt. I'm like, of course he picked this dress. Mm-hmm. And Penny is like, oh, is he going to buy you implants too? And that's when Anne-Marie notices that Eden is watching a kid surf on TV and says, wow, she sure can rip. Turns out she's not watching any old live broadcast. Mm -mm. She's watching home videos of one Anne-Marie as a child surfing. 
And she's like, yeah, that's the first time you ever beat me in a contest. You were so cocky. You always talked about being number one. They even had to throw up a rule barring you from the boys contest because you were so good. Yeah. And I'm like, where is this? Like, I want more about this. Yeah. What's her mom like? Why did she leave? What's the story of her dad? Like, because it looks like in that video, too, towards the end, it's like Anne-Marie and both of her parents. Mm, Yeah. It's all these half-baked ideas that could be really interesting that I want to know more about, but we get none of them. So then Eden says, he's leaving in a few days with a tan. And what are you going to be left with? A pair of shoes? Speaking the truth. Eden is our beacon of, like, truth in this movie. Right? And I'm surprised. And I really think that Eden is a great friend because Mm -hmm. even with all of – the crap that Anne-Marie is doing. Mm -hmm. She has never given up on her. Yeah. She's still like motivating her. Mm -hmm. She's watching these videos. Like at no point is she like, Oh, I'm just like Audi, like whatever. Like, don't talk to me like that. We're roommates. We're not friends anymore. She's still motivating Anne-Marie. Oh yeah. She believes in her so much. And I'm like, I wouldn't, but you're, you're a good friend. (laughs) (laughs) So Anne-Marie, leaves and shows up to the hotel. Matt is in awe of her. He wants to show her off. Everyone is having dinner um, while these hula dancers perform. It's like a private dinner for the football players and like their wives and girlfriends, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. And a bunch of the football players volunteer to go up onto the stage, including Matt, to learn the Tahitian hula. And Anne-Marie just like hears the sounds of waves crashing and goes to use the restroom. And she calls the hotline. She called at the beginning of the movie to hear the weather report. And it's a high surf advisory. And while she's in the stall, she hears some of the wags (laughs) (laughs) talking shit about Anne Marie. And they're like, I don't know what to talk to her about. Oh, maybe like Comet or Windex. Yeah. And one of them is like, oh, my God, I hope she doesn't think he's going to marry her. Yeah, Prince Charming coming to save her from the toilets and get some of that $10 million a year. And I'm like, $10 million? Like, he must not be a very good football player. <laughs> well, maybe in 2002. Yeah, maybe. I yeah. don't know what the cap was then. Mm-hmm. So they make fun of her dress and they're like, oh, yeah, he." she totally got like the Matt Tolman makeover. Apparently... He has done this before with a Denny's waitress. So he definitely has a soft spot for women who he feels are below his station. The working class woman. Yeah. Yeah. He's like a blue collar woman. Mm. Um, Anne-Marie is in the stall. She takes off her shoes and she actually comes out and hands them over to one of the girls who complimented them. She's like, they're all yours. Mm. And leaves while Leslie is dancing on the stage and Matt spots her heading out of this dinner. Mm -hmm. So he goes to follow her. She actually doesn't leave the hotel. She walks to the beach directly into the water. I was like pretty bold. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And she just starts swimming. So he follows her into the water in his clothes as well and asks what she's doing. And she mentions how, when she ordered room service the other day, the guy at the, you know, the front desk called her Mrs. Tolman and she didn't correct him because she liked the way that it sounded. And she's just wondering if the Denny's waitress felt that way. Mm. 
So he starts to explain himself and she cuts him off and is like, you know, it's fine. I know who I am. And he asks who she is. And she says, I'm the maid that you slept with on vacation. I'm a great story to tell someone when they ask you how you learned to surf. And he just goes, you don't trust anyone, do you? So it's true, but (laughs) you're just saying that she doesn't trust anyone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, it's been four days, babes. Why would she trust you? Why? (laughs) (laughs) Such a good question. I don't know if like this is how people operate. I think that like, I mean, I live in New York. You lived in New York for years. Like, I feel like we're on our toes. Yeah. And I don't know if people like, you know, sleepover (laughs) squad, please tell us like you wouldn't trust this man, right? Like I'm not fucking jaded. Like this is like a crazy Mm -hmm. thing to do. It does make me think about, uh, we actually had an acting teacher freshman year who would tell us, you know, when you're in this room, you know, you, you let down your walls, you're doing the work, whatever. But when you're out there in the world, you motherfucking protect yourself. Mm-hmm. It's something that she told that us Catherine? when we were 18. Catherine, yeah, yeah, and I never forgot it. She was like, when you're out there, you put on your armor and you fucking protect yourself because people will take advantage of you. Yeah, that's also a thing of like a lot of therapists and counselors and stuff mm-hmm. will be like, when you have anxiety, it's like, yeah, that's your body's way of protecting you. Mm-hmm to tell you that there could be danger around. So it's good that like, even though those senses can be overreactive sometimes, like that's a necessary response Mm -hmm. to danger. Yeah. So like, yeah, why the fuck would she trust your ass? (laughs) Yeah. So she asks if he can, if she can trust him. And he just says, what do you want from me? I'm like, what's your fucking problem? <laughs> he doesn't say, like, he's like, what do you want from me? Yeah. But, like, I'm like, this isn't how conversations go. Yeah. The writing what is, is this? so stilted. It's so weird. But yeah, she's like, what do I want? I almost can't take this monologue seriously, even though, like, I know, I know, it makes I know. sense. But she says, I want Penny to quit smoking and go to college. I want to be able to pay all my bills at once. I want a girl, any girl, not even necessarily me to be on the cover of surf magazine i want my mom to come home and i really want to win pipe masters tomorrow and he's like well do it (laughs) (laughs) oh my god yeah like this is where i think they had an opportunity here to kind of get him to understand like the very real kind of like class struggles that she is dealing with she has so much on her plate, mm-hmm. and it was never trust. He he could have, like, really kind of reckoned with this and got on her level, and they could have had, like, a talk about what she's been going through, but he's <laughs> like, just do it then. But that would be a different movie. Mm-hmm. So she's like, you don't understand. It's the heaviest wave in the world. Like, people die out there. People die. Yeah. <laughs> that was also another thing that they mentioned, like, more towards the end we'll mm-hmm. get into, but like it is very dangerous to surf. Yeah. So she's like, you know, people die out there. What happens if I don't even make a single wave? I don't want to disappoint my family, meaning Eden, Lena, and Penny. And she's like, what do, tell me what to do. And he says, Ugh, Vom, he says, Blech. just be the girl I met on the beach. 
a girl who'd never ask a guy what to do. Gag me. Yeah. <laughs> so what's the next scene? The pipe masters. We hear the announcer say that like the waves are super heavy. Imagine Niagara Falls dumping into two feet of water over hard rock lava with a razor sharp reef and underwater caves. Mm. So yeah, just making all the competitors feel comfortable and Eden drives the girls to the competition. Everyone is made up, I guess. Yeah. She asks Anne-Marie if she's all right. And at the competition, the judges watch a competitor break her board. And he mentions that <laughs> he mentions that more surfers have died here than any other spot on the planet. Combined. Jesus. Combined. And this is the first time the girls have gotten to compete at the pipe. So Anne-Marie checks in. They ask her to sign a release form. And Lena's, like, reading it over her shoulder. She's like, death and dismemberment. Mm. And, yeah. And they tell her she'll be in heat four with Kate Scarrett. And she can go wait in the competitor's area. So Anne-Marie walks over. They see all these surfing stars. Lena's like, wow, like, you're good, Anne-Marie. But they're, like, really, really good. So, uh, and you know what, Lena? I have the same amount of faith in her yeah. at this point. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, while Eden is parking the car, she, like, I don't know, hits some other car's bumper. They put it in there for no reason. I don't know. Matt drives up. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> I don't know why they put that in either. I was like, are they trying to show it's crowded? Yeah. Matt drives up and is like, where do I park? And she's like, wherever you can. So... Eden brings Matt over to say hi to Anne-Marie, and Matt and Leslie are like, yeah, Anne-Marie, like, do the damn thing. So the girls sit on the beach together, and they're kind of giving Anne-Marie, like, a little bit of a pep talk, some last-minute advice, and Eden says, yeah, be alert. It's super clean, west-northwest swell, pipe and back door both open, and Penny's like, yeah, don't take the first wave. The the third one looks best. Take the third wave. And they watch as uh, Kiala Kennelly serves. And Anne-Marie is just like, I am way out of my league here. Which I think is true. <laughs> and Eden is like, no worries. Just go out there and have fun. So Anne-Marie goes out in her first heat. And she starts paddling. The announcer says that the wave pick is critical. Kate goes out on the first wave and she has a really great start, but doesn't make it out of the last section. And she ends up scoring a 4.1. Anne-Marie finally starts paddling for her first ride, but she backs out. Drew and his cronies heckle her and Lena's like, fuck, she should have gone. The announcer says, when you're all alone, it's easy to psych yourself out. And Anne-Marie sees Kate wipe out on a second wave. She's shocked. Anne-Marie sees a wave coming up and starts paddling. She surfs the wave almost to the end, but then gets sucked under. Her ankle strap gets stuck to the coral. She takes it off and makes her way up, but it's kind of like dicey. Fucking terrifying. She's stuck under there for like a while. Yeah. Another wave comes crashing in. Um, she has to go underwater again. And this happens like a couple of times where she's like, just has to wait out these waves crashing down. Mm-hmm. Finally, she's able to come up and the surf patrol retrieves her. You know, she gets on the back and like they bring her to the shore. 
they're attending to her, but she actually gets a 4.6. So she's able to go to the next round. So they bring her to the medic tent, you know, do a little crick crack on her neck, give her some ice. They really do a crick crack. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> I'm so jealous of somebody who can't crack like anything. Really? Yeah, I can't crack anything. The only thing I can crack is my, um, my, fi- just my pointer finger. If I cross them and I press, then I can crack it. Ooh. But other than that, sorry if you hate the sound of cracking and just had to hear that. <laughs> but other than that, I can't like, you know, people who like crack their neck or they twist and crack their back. I can't do that. It just doesn't work. Tam, I wonder if you're really tight or if you have good fluids. And so it doesn't need to be cracked. Maybe I do have like the back of a 90-year-old man. I have so many knots all the time, but I'm really flexible. Oh my gosh. So I think because of that, it just – I get no relief. No relief for me. <laughs> you should go to a chiropractor if you want to get adjusted. Oh, that would be so nice. Mm-hmm. So Emery gets the, you know, the chiropractor treatment and Matt comes in to check on her and he tells her this story about how when he was playing his first NFL game, he got blindsided. He'd never been hit so hard in his life. He was just laying there, praying something was broken so he wouldn't have to get up and finish the game. And Leslie actually ended up sitting him down and said, you know, that's the hardest you're ever going to be hit. And you're going to regret not going back in. And she's like, oh, and then you did and you won the game. And he's like, no, we actually lost. But (laughs) I made this beautiful pass to my teammate and we scored a touchdown. So he tells Anne-Marie that he can't talk her into going back out there, but he knows how good she is and how much this means to her. And he doesn't want her to spend the rest of her life wondering what could have been. Back at the competition, the announcer tells everyone to like back up. And watch their kids because the water is coming in. And we see like some of the camera crew has to move back because the water's on the shore. Yeah. Matt walks back to the shore and Drew asks to take a photo with him because some girls think he's like a great hockey player or something. And he like agrees. So I guess we get this moment of like him and Drew are friends now. Very like inconsequential and weird. Mm, Yeah. Meanwhile, Anne-Marie gets up, she picks up her board and decides to go back out and surf. Eden is like, you know, it's just a stupid competition. It is not worth getting hurt over Anne-Marie. And she's like, you know, I'm going to be fine. Like, I'm going to go back out. And Penny, in a rare moment of empathy, tells Mm -hmm. her to be careful. Anne-Marie is touched. Yes. So it's time for Anne-Marie to do her next heat uh, with Kiala Kennelly. So big competition. And they, you know, go into the water. It looks like they're both paddling out to get the first wave. And Anne-Marie, like, gets right up on it, but again, backs out at the last second. Mm-hmm. So Kiala ends up, like, getting the next wave and just, like, over and over and over again. It's just riding back-to-back waves, like, absolutely killing it. Mm-hmm. And Anne-Marie is just psyching herself out completely. So Kiala actually paddles up to Anne-Marie and is like, hey, what are you doing? Like, are you going to catch a wave? You're just going to sit here. Follow me. I'm going to get you over to the peak and you're going to you're gonna ride a wave, which is actually like super kind of her because she's like, yeah. I've already won, but like, 
let's get this girl on a wave. Totally. So she brings her out. Amory is paddling, but she doesn't quite make it onto the wave and she gets sucked underwater. The surf patrol does come over, but she's like, no, no, I'm okay. I can do this. And we hear the buzzer sound. There's only two minutes left and Amory still has not caught a wave. So she goes back to Hiala and she's like, okay, I want another one. And a great one starts coming in, like a perfect, beautiful wave. So Kiala's like, go for it. Paddle, paddle, paddle. So Anne-Marie paddles her little heart out. She catches the wave, and it is beautiful. She makes it all the way through. Mm -hmm. The crowd is cheering. She is standing there, like, with her arm up in the air, completely on her board by the end of it. It's tens 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 across the board she's not moving on to the next round but she's a hero with the crowd today people (laughs) yeah and so she gets back to the shore Eden, lena and penny immediately come over and hug her the photogs take pictures some young girls come up to her and ask her for her autograph kiala comes over and high fives her she's like that was awesome Eden tells Kiala to check out her boards and Anne-Marie. Boards by Eden. Yeah, boards by Eden. Hashtag TM. And mm-hmm. Anne-Marie gets approached by a billabong sponsor. So yeah. Eden's kind of right. She's like, you yeah. just got to catch one good wave. Like, you're a pretty blonde girl. Yeah. This billabong sponsor's <laughs> like, hey, hey, we're sponsoring you. You want to be on the team now? <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? So... Leslie comes up to her, picks her up. Matt hugs her. He tells her that she still owes him free surf lessons. And she asks if he wants to go out there. And he's like, only if you're gentle. And she says, not a chance. (laughs) Oh, and then what do we get? An outro. And Marie is on the cover of Surfing Mag. Wrap it up. that's a wrap cut uh yes that's that's blue crush (laughs) clearly we loved it (laughs) we loved a movie it's it's just like sad because i obviously i don't love to like shit on a movie like i always want to meet a movie with good faith and like meet it at its level and appreciate it for what it does but there were just so many times in this movie where i was disappointed by them not, like, going into all these themes that ha- are super interesting and, like, have so much potential, but they just lacked the follow-through. Yeah. I really liked having a bunch of female leads. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought there was so much they could have done with that. Yeah. And the premise of them living together, kind of, like, forming this, you know, sisterhood mm-hmm. for themselves and taking care of Penny, just so much fodder for really interesting things to happen um i think the character of matt was really poorly written i think yeah it's so telling that he never goes to her shack like he never leaves his part of the island no and he is on vacation so like if that was the case when they go into the water and he's like you know the girl who i met would never have asked that she could have been like you're you know what you're right Mm-hmm. I need to do this for me and and we're like, done. <laughs> we're done. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. Yeah. So I just thought that the way it was written was super like so superficial to me. I did not mm-hmm. feel for any characters. The person who I felt the most connected to was Eden. Same. And yeah. I was like, you have a really interesting story. She's really smart. Even though she isn't rich, like she's 
you know, struggling to make ends meet, but she's pursuing her passion. She's making surfboards. Mm -hmm. She's helping Anne-Marie train. I wanted to see something happen with that. Yeah. Like maybe in the outro, instead of just the surfing mag, like we see Anne-Marie doing her um, bill bonk sponsor and Eden's making surfboards and maybe Lena is like, one of the managers at the hotel. Like, I don't fucking know. Like, Penny is going to college. Like, I just wanted to see more development. Mm -hmm. And I would have loved more about Penny and Anne-Marie's relationship and maybe get some, like, resolution to that conflict. Because, again, we never really do. Everything is just kind of forgiven. Exactly. Which, like, of course, with, like, family, like, things get forgiven, but we never got to see that happen. It was just kind of like, oh, we forgot about it, and it never happened. Yeah. And I didn't call you a bitch in front of, like, 40 people and beat you up at a party. Like, Yeah, and literally physically assault you at a party. Yeah. And then you left me with, um, like, 20-year-old guys, and she is 14. Like, it's so crazy. Yeah, because, like, again, lots of fodder there super interesting like she's having to take on this mother role at like clearly she's probably what like 23 like she's super young so give us some more about her kind of struggles of stepping into this role but we don't see that it's just Mm -hmm. they spend so much time on this like very unsatisfying half-baked romance oh yeah that we don't get to see any of like the real heart of like this movie because it's Mm -hmm. there the, the building blocks are all there. It just didn't quite come together. Yeah. Lilo and Stitch, it, as an animated movie, I feel like did a better job at portraying that struggle of like raising your yeah. sister and um, like you making know, ends meet. Hawaii. And, yeah. and yeah, really didn't do it for me. I was glad I watched it because yeah. it's like a summer movie and people have requested it. But guys, I. I'm not going to give this movie a good score. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Be honest. Yeah. What are you what are you giving it? I was thinking a 4 or a 5. I was going to give it a 4, yeah. Yeah, I'm 4. Let's f- fucking fours across the board, people. <laughs> Just like Anne-Marie's first wave. So. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, I if you want to give it a rewatch, it is like a a nice summer movie to, you know, kind of turn your brain off to a little bit and you're like, wow. Pretty waves and bikinis and, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. But if you want to watch it in Canada, you can rent it on Amazon Prime. I also rented it on Amazon Prime in the U.S. And um, I think you can watch it on Peacock as well if you have a subscription. There you go. But, yeah, all I have to say is check out our Patreon link in bio. Yeah, yeah, because we did Miss Congeniality this month, and we loved that, so. It was yeah. a great time. It was. And yeah. also, like, we've got some patrons already, and there's a really pop-in Discord. People yeah. are, like, chatting every day, um, and we also go on, and we, like, mm-hmm. chat, and we're like, what's up? What are people doing this weekend? So, um, yeah, it's really been fun time. Like, it it's we've had like a great response which is amazing and we're yeah. so so grateful so check that out if you want some extra content yes or you can also always go to our social media accounts you can mm-hmm. follow us on tiktok at movies that raised us pod you can follow us on twitter at mtru underscore pod you can also follow us on instagram it's movies that raised us and if you want to Send us a little email. You can at movies that raised us at gmail.com. 
And we will see you next week for our next summer movie, which I am very excited for next week's episode. I think it's going to be super fun. I am also very excited. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And we have a very fun guest. So keep your eyes peeled next week. But uh, yeah, we will see you then. I'm Mo. And I'm Christina. And our theme song is by Garrett Schmidt. Bye. Bye.